Welcome back to the Bridge Podcast. Uh, it's actually been a while since I've been behind the microphone, so just kind of taking a, a moment to take this in. Uh, I really enjoy doing this stuff, so I'm I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited for all the knowledge uh, that we're going to get from this episode. So as always, we're going to start off with a quote, and uh, I started reading uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, and sometimes I just like turn to a page and see what it says. And today it was, today I escaped from all bothering circumstances, or rather I threw them out. They were nothing external, but inside me, just my own judgments. So I'm going to say that one again. Today I escaped from all bothering circumstances, or rather I threw them out. They were nothing external, but inside me, just my own judgments. So that's from Marcus Aurelius' book. Highly suggest reading some of his stuff. Um, and yeah, and today we have a special guest, Doug Elks. We uh, connected at the Arnold, actually. And uh, yeah, I don't want to introduce you and like miss out on some things. So do you want to say a quick introduction, who you are, what you do, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there? Sure, man. Yeah, first off, just thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I am super excited about the episode, and it was great to meet you in person at the Arnold. That was a epic event and uh, had a lot of fun there. So yeah, man, quick, quick kind of backstory on me. I'll let you kind of ask the questions you want, but uh, I just finished playing college basketball, I played division one basketball, at Western Carolina University last May um, from Raleigh, North Carolina. So I grew up in the hoop state, some may call it. Um, I had a lot of fun playing basketball. That was a big part of my life, a big part of my identity. Um, and, and now I've kind of shifted gears. I've started a couple businesses, one being my, my pride and joy, which is, which is ambition of mine, the platform ambition of mine, um, just a positive place where we can help promote and, and spread positivity and help people. And so that's a big part of what I do. I have a podcast within that platform. Um, outside of that, I work with several companies just helping them connect and, and do marketing and grow their businesses. Um, one of them is ProMix Nutrition, which I'm super passionate about, um, just helping people with clean product. And Devin is, is an incredible person. So I love working with him. And, mm -hmm. and honestly, just, you know, being in the health and fitness world a little bit, I love what that can do for you. Not everyone has to be an extreme athlete, but there should be some sort of health and fitness in your life just to have a healthy lifestyle. And so, yeah, man, um, that's what that's what I'm doing now. I love it. I didn't know you just graduated. I did. Yeah, I just graduated in May with a degree in marketing and management. And uh, I actually was in grad school for about a week. <laughs> and, then really? I, and then I dropped out. Yeah. And just kind of pursued business and, and entrepreneurship. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, so like right into it, uh, I relate to you with like basketball and like sports being your identity. Right. So in high school, like my whole life, football and basketball, that was my identity. That's like how I knew myself as, and I dedicated so much time, like weekends, weeknights, everything towards that. And, uh, my freshman year of football, I got like the second concussion, bad one that I knew of stopped playing football, sophomore year of high school. I herniated the L4 and L5 disc, in my lower back couldn't play that season and decide like it, I couldn't come back. Um, and I remember that feeling of like, I looked in the mirror and I like, didn't know who I am, who I was. Right. Cause I was like, basketball and football had been my identity. I dedicated so much time. Did you have that moment after you stopped playing basketball of like, what is my true identity? What do I stand for? And like, what do I want to become? Yeah, that's a great question. To be honest with you, my identity crisis with the game of basketball happened much earlier. It was more so um, kind of when I was growing up, like it became, 
and we can go into this if you want to, but, you know, I had a lot of different challenges, adversity kind of I battled with growing up as a child and I used basketball as an outlet as a, as a mm. place to get away from maybe what I was dealing with, but I ended up just falling in love with the game and, and honestly became obsessed with just the craft of, of not only getting better myself, but what the game could ultimately unlock and do for my life. Um, and so that's kind of where I was. And, you know, up until probably my junior, early junior year of college, like I wanted basketball to be a big part of my entire life. I wanted to be a college coach, you know, for, for a little bit there. I wanted to even coach in the NBA or, or do something in player development. And I thought that was going to be, you know, where God had called me, where he, he put passions in my heart. But yeah, dude, I mean, 2020 was a pivotal year for my life. A lot of things changed for me um, with basketball, with business. And, and ultimately, I, I started to pursue a different passion. And that was health and fitness, motivation, speaking, podcasting, and and really just trying to help kind of a broader scale and audience of people than just the basketball community. And, and so my transition to answer your question from college basketball to what I do now actually wasn't super rigid. It was, it was a pretty smooth transition just because I was – really excited about where I felt God was calling me in this season uh, to help kind of a wider range of people with, with the platform I'm growing now. Mm. So do you think, so you felt like that transition was more smooth because you, um, like you had already had your identity, like through, through God as like a child of God. And that was something that I had to realize. That's like, actually when I had my identity crisis, if you want to call it, that's when I like, started going to church and it wasn't like my dad was like dragging me to church. Right. Started going on my own. And I like realized like I'm a child of God, like that's my identity. And then that's like where my foundation started and I could only build up from there. A hundred percent. dude. Yeah. I mean, prior, prior to being saved and, and putting my faith in Jesus, like my identity was basketball, like 100%. Yeah. And it's, it's scary because, you know, you look at your life and even you take something as simple as the game of basketball, like if, if that's your identity and you have a great night, you're on cloud nine. Like if you score 30, your team wins, like that's amazing. But if you lose, if you have 10 turnovers, if you just can't hit a shot that night, then you're crushed because there's so much variance in, in your performance. And ultimately that got to a point where I was like, man, I can't do this anymore. This isn't sustainable. Um, and, and I was thankful, um, that God put some really amazing people in my life that ultimately kind of led me to him and, and what that's done has been unexplainable. I can't even put into words, like <laughs> have my identity in something that's, that's steadfast. It's not changing. That's, that's consistent and, and has purpose and real meaning and fulfillment is it's, it's really hard to explain unless you have kind of experienced it. Right. Yeah. I'm curious what, um, what does your circle look like? those like people around you the support system your relationships dude it's uh it's really really special man it's, it's something I'm, I'm probably most grateful for uh you know i feel like god's blessed me in, in several ways but you know the community he's put around me has just been you know i can never i can never be thankful enough for for the guys and the, and the girls and my mom and just the people in my in my circle i had a guy, when I went off to college, uh, his name's Joe Simi. I'll give him a shout out on this, but he, he's ultimately the one who pretty much led me to Christ, um, had a massive impact on my life. And it was just a guy, like he wasn't bringing up God in every conversation. He just lived the right way. Um, not in a judging way. He just, he was positive. He loved people. He cared. He was a servant. He was, he'd go out of his way to make sure you had a better day those are kind of the qualities and the kind of people I want to surround myself with. And so, you know, he was huge. And then, you know, transferring to Western Carolina and, and playing there, I just met some great 
friends and, and people that supported me personally, but also got behind this vision of wanting to help, you know, hundreds and thousands and millions, hopefully of people. And they're currently involved in, in ambition and mind of what we do. And so just, just very grateful for that community of, of people that want to serve and, and love others first. Mm-hmm. And then like, what does your circle look now? Like with your, it's called ambition, right? Yeah, so ambition, ambition is mind. like the overarching umbrella. Then you have like the podcasts and other stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Ambition in mind, the acronym AIM, AIM um, is the overarching movement. We're just trying to help people spread positivity, you know, inspire people, help people, you know, destroy doubt and disbelief in their life and, and eliminate excuses and, and just find ways to push themselves to be better every single day. I truly believe if an ambitious mindset uh, will create a lifestyle that is unexplainable and, and something you can never truly fathom until you put yourself in those environments and see, you know, what you're truly capable of. And so, yeah, man, that's the that's the platform. That's the thesis. That's what we try to do and, and kind of teach people and, and promote. And then within that, we've got merch. We've got our podcast. We, you know, hoping to do more events. We, we've got a lot of different things we're excited about. But but yeah, that's the platform. I love it, man. What is uh, the word ambition? Like when that comes to mind, what's your, what's like one of your experiences where you had to truly be like ambitious to like, whether it was a workout, uh, a scenario, a situation, I don't know where you like had to be ambitious. Sure. That's a great question. Honestly, that's, you know, I think my my deep intrinsic motivation to start this platform and, and to passionately pursue it every single day comes from the adversity I experienced as a child. I grew up with a father who was heavily addicted to drugs, cocaine, everything you could think of, and an extreme alcoholic, very dysfunctional mm-hmm. um, for a large portion of my childhood. And I saw his lack of ambition. I saw his lack of drive, his lack of purpose. And I saw what that did to our family and my mom and how hard she had to work and just the people around us. It it put us in a difficult situation. And so ultimately like that, that has been the single most impactful season of my entire life. Seeing that lack of ambition has, has truly inspired me and pushed me to want to have, you know, on the opposite spectrum, have the most ambition possible. And not only be the best version of myself that I could possibly be. And with that being said, I'll never be perfect, but obviously pursuing, you know, growth and, and just getting better, but also to help make an impact and, and spread that. So it's not just about me being ambitious. It's about me hopefully helping other people be ambitious as well, because that's just something in my heart. I want to see, I don't want to see other people go through what I went through and mm. how it affected those around me that I truly loved. And so that's kind of where my ambition stems from. And, Hopefully, you know, we can continue to help help one person at a time and, and spread this. Yeah. And I think I appreciate you for for saying that about your childhood. And I think a lot of people don't recognize that some of the like strongest people are people who are doing, quote unquote, successful things. Right. Whatever that means. They dealt with a lot of adversity and a lot of questioning and a lot of like struggles that not a lot of people see. And that's one of the goals of like me having a podcast is like providing a platform for people to share their truth, right? To let people know. And when they listen for listeners to like know that they're not alone through their struggles and like this person, whether they're still going through their struggles or whether they've like crossed that bridge, if you want to say it, that they're not alone and that they can still get through it, you know? 
100 percent, dude and, and that's so good and, and honestly like i feel like god calls us to have community to lift us up because as human beings as, as tough as you want to be as ambitious as you want to be you're never going to be perfect you're never going to have it every single day and so the people you surround yourself with are very important but you know touching on your point about adversity and, and how you know more successful people have gone through it adversity is a blessing it, it really is and I'll, mm. I'll i will put that out there you know people go through very hard things and and i don't want to be you know unempathetic here and and, and not you know, be there for those people that are in a difficult season, because in the moment it can be super hard and it can be it can destroy you. But at the end of the day, like I look back at my life and every piece, every season, every time of adversity, I, I truly am grateful for it because it, mm. it made me stronger. It made me rely more on God and have dependence on him. And without that, I don't think I'm, you know, in the same position I am right now. And so, yeah, I would just, you know, encourage anyone listening that may be going through adversity to try to understand that there there's hope you know you're mm. still going you know there is at least some hope there and then you know when you get through this you're going to be able to look back and you're probably going to be able to grow and learn from you know what you dealt with yeah and i think a lot of something that i live by is that like allowing yourself um allowing space for time and reflection right so when you allow yourself that space and you can look back through even the smallest of adversities that you've gone through to put in your like cookie jar, like David Goggins, you know, the cookie, yeah. do you know the cookie jar? Yeah. I've read the book. It's a good. Book. Yeah. So like when you have those experiences that were hard or adversities, but you got through them. And I think um, a big part of it though, is allowing that space and time for reflection for you to make those like connections that, okay, I got through this hard thing. I can get through this next hard thing. For sure. And I think sometimes people want to hide it. Like at the end of the day, like your situation is what it is. Um, doesn't mean you have to be super public about it. That's, that's kind of more of a personal preference. If some people like to use their struggle to touch other people, some people want to keep it more private, but mm -hmm. I, I truly believe you should still embrace your situation, um, you know, and control what you can control. It doesn't mean you need to hyper, worry or, or over, you know, obsess about stuff that's out of your control and worry about it. That's not what I'm saying. But I think there is there's something to be said, like you said, about just being reflective and, and kind of more aware of what's going on, uh, I think can hopefully help you get through it much better. Mm -hmm. Did you have any uh, adversities uh, playing college basketball? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, my, my career didn't really go the way the exact way I thought I was going to go from, you know, maybe a playing time and a, and a statistic performance standpoint. But overall, I think it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot of things that I've carried off the court, such as, you know, understanding how to lead a team. I was a captain my senior year at Western Carolina. And so little things like that, those opportunities were blessings just to kind of learn a lot, apply what, you know, I could take from the game of basketball, but there's so many parallels to business, to life, to relationships. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like looking back, there's no regrets. I, I would have loved to maybe had a more fruitful career statistically. But at the end of the day, I, I just feel like God's been calling me to do something outside of the game of basketball. And so I'm, I'm at peace with kind of how everything went down. Mm. Yeah, I know when uh, when I was playing my my JV year, the bench taught me a lot more lessons than being <laughs> out on the court did. You know what I mean? For sure. So that even having like the relentless attitude and practice that, you know, I'm still going to give my 110 to try to beat these dudes out. Like every practice mattered. And, uh, but then the bench, 
taught me so many lessons about like staying ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, if you want to relate it even to God again, like he can't give you everything you've ever wanted if you're not prepared for it. Right. So, uh, I'll never forget like some games I, I wasn't prepared and my name got called and then it was like a chance missed where I could have like proven myself. So even looking back on that experience that you can learn a lot through whatever situation it may be, even if it's not what you expected it to be. It's so good, dude. And patience is something I personally struggle with. Like I, I'm around some, you know, pretty successful people that are, that are a little older than I am, but I see them and I'm like, man, they're doing these amazing things. It's so cool to see, you know, what they've accomplished. And I'm like, I want that, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think when we idolize it, it can, it can become a bad thing. But at the end of the day, like, like you mentioned, you hit on it, dude. And I love what you said. It's like, sometimes I feel like I know what's best for my life. And Mm. I don't do like, I, God does like, God has a plan for me. God knows what's best for me. And I think sometimes I, I want to play God and that's just not, that's just not sustainable. It's not, you know, what he set out for me to do. And it's, it's cool to kind of take that step back and just kind of rely more on your faith and let God kind of do it and, and be like, wow, like, you know, God, I didn't see this coming, but you truly have my best interest. And, and now I can use this blessing or opportunity that you put in front of me to, to bring glory to your name and not to my name. Cause it's not about, you know, me or what I do. And so that's good dude. patience is tough, but it's, it's really important. Yeah. And then I think of just like, I used like I used to pray for times like this right I just think about that quote so much Meek Mill probably wasn't the first one to say it someone else had to say it first but um like like having that mindset going into whatever season I'm going through is when I go back and I'm like all right I'm a second year college student doing this this and this and it's like younger Gabe would be freaking so proud of me right now like yes. keeping that in my mind as I'm going through these different trials and adversities. That's good. Yeah. Grat- gratitude's huge. It's something I need to do more of and, and practice more. Just like not taking things for granted. Like I think it's important to kind of be, you know, forward thinking and to like kind of strategically plan where you want to go. But at the same time, like appreciate the small victories, appreciate the things you've accomplished because, you know, you keep taking those things for granted over time. You're going to miss out on so much. And so mm-hmm. that's really good, bro. You ever have a, so you train a lot, obviously like marathon stuff like that, working out. You ever have a moment where you just like sit down and you're like, damn, even the opportunity that I have like functioning muscles, like a body to do this. Like, do you ever have that, those thoughts when you're like sitting there, like through training or something? Dude, I thought about that this morning. Like literally I had, a, I had a track workout. So I just started my second marathon prep yesterday and today I had a track where I was 20 minute easy run. And then it was 12, two hundreds with a minute break of 60 second rest between sets. And then a 20 minute cool down. And on my cool down, I was just, dude, I was like, you know, I got, I've, I've been asking, I've been praying a lot. I've been asking for things, but I honestly just want to talk to you right now and just be grateful. I just want to thank you for the community you put around me. I want to thank you for just the stay. You let me wake up. And I want to thank you for these legs that are literally letting me do this cool down run. And I just like, like you said, dude, like it's, life gets busy there's so many things going on but there's so many things to be grateful for and like mm. i just don't want to take it for granted like dude god is so good and um yeah that's it's cool it's something i definitely do think about i need to think about it even more but it it's important mm-hmm. yeah what um what role does does gratitude play in your life i know i have uh 
the five minute journal. It has like three things you're grateful for, like three um, things like you're doing today and then three affirmations. Then you do it at night too. But I think that really like grounds me for the day that at the end of the day, you know, like my family's alive and healthy. I got the chance to wake up and then it's like, you know, I'm grateful for like the frozen fruit in my smoothie or something, you know, <laughs> what, what role does gratitude play in your life? Dude, it's, it's huge. I mean, I think it's everything and it's something I think is, is pretty underrated. I would say, you know, it's, it's the single most, ele- it's the single best way in my opinion to, to get out of a, a bad place, to get out of a bad mindset, to get out of a negative headspace. because at the end of the day, no matter what you're going through, no matter where you are in life, what your circumstances are, what your environment looks like, there's something to be grateful for. Mm. And everybody, it's all relative. Like everybody has different things they're going through. Everyone, you know, responds to different things differently. But at the end of the day, gratitude can be the single thing you can cling on to um, outside of your relationship with God that, that can just put you in a better place, a better headspace. And, and I think it directly correlates and, and affects your perspective on life. You know, if you're able to channel your inner gratitude and, and understand what that looks like and, and what's going on in your life that you can actually be grateful for, that you can say openly, I'm grateful for this. Mm-hmm. I think it helps you shift your mindset from being a victim or, you know, someone that's dealing with something hard and just negative to, wow, this is an opportunity. This is a, a chance for me to grow. This is a, a position that, you know, I probably won't be in for the rest of my life. So what can I learn from it right now? That's going to make me better. And so I think that's what it does, dude. I think it's an unlock. I think it's a, I think it's a mental key and and powerful tool that we all should use in some form or fashion. Mm, I love that. Gratitude is the unlock. It is dude. It really is. And I think, you know, it's underrated. I think it's something more people should talk about. Gary V blasts it through the roof, but I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that talk about it too, not just him, but I think it's something more people should definitely talk about and understand how to use it effectively in a genuine way. Not, not just to like, Oh, I'm great for this, whatever, but like genuinely be grateful for it and then use it strategically to make you better, to get you out mm. of a dark place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, and I think when you start looking through that lens of gratitude, it changes you mentioned like it changes your perspective and uh, it allows for me, it allows me to be big picture with things that don't matter, like don't matter as much as like I, my brain wants them, my brain thinks that they are, you know, I always think about the, if it doesn't matter in five years, don't spend like over five seconds or five minutes on it. But when I shift it from the mindset of like gratitude, when maybe like, I don't know, a test doesn't go my way or that essay I got like a bad grade on. It's like in the moment, I'm like, you know, this sucks. <laughs> and my yeah. mind wants to like play these tricks, whatever. But it's like from a gratitude point perspective, it's like if I just take it back down to like, okay, I, I have the chance to go to college. Like a lot of people don't even have the chance to do that. So like that's something to be grateful for. Yeah. And then big picture, like I'm not going to let a grade define me. Like I'm going to let my character do that. So. It's good. I love that. I'm curious. I think with uh, social media and everything, it's, it's easy to get caught up in like the highlights. And I even know like myself, I want to, I'm trying not to like to be authentic and real, but to like 
portray just a successful lifestyle, right? I'm curious, like, what's something that you failed at and had to bounce back? With with regards to life or social media specifically? I'd say life. Um. Yeah. This is this is kind of a deep question. I'm I'm trying to think of how I want to attack it. There's. Yeah. No. 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 Take take a few beats. I think a lot of people podcasts rush through questions, so take a few beats. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, there, there's different, there, there's a lot of different ways I could, I could answer, you know, from like a, in, in the word fail is even kind of like, it gets me oh, going yeah, yeah, because I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I've failed at anything. I think there's been places that haven't been as successful as I anticipated and I had to recalculate. I think failure only really comes when you, when you quit, when you give up, I think mm-hmm. you, you might have setbacks, you might, you might hit walls where you're like, okay, I need to re-strategize here, but until you Told you throw in the towel. I, I truly don't believe you truly, truly fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, I mean, there, there's certainly things that I've done from a business standpoint that could have gone better. Um, you know, that maybe projects that I've launched or, or invested or spent time on that maybe didn't flourish or succeed or grow the way I anticipated like that, that definitely happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see any glaring failures that I particularly got into um, mm-hmm. to this point. I think there's just been places I've had to re-strategize, recalculate and, and find more ways to overcome and, and grow from them. Yeah, for sure. I like, I know like it's, le- it's all learning lessons. So, like, yeah. but I, uh, I like asking people that question because I don't think it's a question that gets asked enough. You know, yeah. a lot of people like see you see the highlight reel and things and it's like you don't think that person failed but it's like knowing that hey they had like 10 other things that they did before this that were unsuccessful but like this one hit but it's like nobody sees the 10 other things dude i you can ask my friends like judah for example he's a guy he works with me does a lot of my social media content he's one of my best friends i literally sent him long voice messages every single day of different business ideas. I have. Like, <laughs> that's just how I think I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. Like my mind thinks that way. Um, I'm always trying to solve problems. And at the end of the day, like just statistically speaking, if you have a hundred ideas, there's a good chance that a hundred of them are not going to be million dollar ideas exactly. But to get that million dollar idea to help a million people to make an impact. You have to, you have to be offensive in my opinion, strategically, mm-hmm. like don't just throw like random stuff out there, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of being, um, you know, super open-minded and, and really trying to, to send it and really trying to push and, and to bet on yourself and, and to take, you know, calculated risks. I think a lot of people are scared to fail. And so they, they're very reserved and they hold back, but I truly, there's just different ways to look at it. Some people want to be more comfortable and, and live a normal, I don't want to be disrespectful here, like just live differently, but some people like want to you know, make a huge impact, have a larger platform, you know, make a, make a really bigger difference with more people at a bigger magnitude. And that requires a different level of risk taking Mm. uh, by and large. Mm. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, man. And I like that strategically offensive, like on the offensive side. Yeah. Cause um, yeah, stuff, stuff doesn't just like, come across your desk or whatever or opportunities don't come you gotta like seeking them out and i think that's something that you could probably speak on as a like with your podcast literally like like you said with a hundred ideas or whatever it's like i'm dming a hundred people to be on the podcast right will a hundred people come on no but i'm gonna get like two or three and if i just get one out of that like i'm ready to get somebody to come and i think that sure that goes a long way to uh, 
to show like the true story behind something. Like it's not me like asking one person and they say yes. It's like, no, like I've gotten 10 times more no's than yeses. Like even times that like no responses. I would say if they respond, it's like normally a yes. But even if it's a no, knowing that they're interested enough to respond, I'll I'll circle back maybe a month later or something. But um, yeah, man, I reach. I mean, I try my best to reach out with everyone, especially with this past like COVID year and stuff. It's hard to have like opportunities like we had at the Arnold to connect with uh, like-minded people and things like that. But I also, that's on me to put myself in more positions to connect with other people. Yeah, dude, that's, that's cool. And just to give you context, like this, the aim podcast is my third podcast. So I've actually had two prior in high school. I was doing one on SoundCloud and I was literally recording, I was recording on the voice memo on my iPhone with my friends and uploading it to SoundCloud, bro. Like that's, that's how I got into the game. And so it's cool to see how it's transformed, but yeah, dude, getting guests on is, is interesting. Like we've, uh, I'm not going to share their names. We've only had two people that have said no out of everyone I've ever asked. And uh, one of them is actually going to come on the podcast now. So I've, I've convinced them, I've asked them three times. And I'm just, I think, dude, it's kind of a cool because it's kind of, you have to have a balance. Like I don't, I don't want to come off as, as like arrogant or cocky or even like, you know, super, super aggressive, but yeah, relentlessness and persistence have been massive, massive, you know, strategic keys in my success in business and relationships and in a lot of what I've done. But at the same time, you're not just being persistent or relentless to to selfishly get something you want. Mm-hmm. You're I, I do it in a way where I'm trying to provide value to the person, to the business, to the brand, where it's like, I'm so confident in what I can bring to the table to help you and make this situation better that I'm willing to text you 10 times. I'm Mm. willing to DM you every single day for weeks just to get a chance to speak to you. Like those are, those are the thoughts that go through my head, not in a way like, Oh, I need something. I I truly want to help and I want to build a relationship and I want to, I just, I'm confident in what I can do to help. And so that's, uh, that's been a big key though. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, I appreciate you sharing that because now uh, I feel like I got some some tips and tricks now to be uh, to be more relentless with it, more persistent. But also, I think um, being more, you know, like you hear about the arrow metaphor, like you want to pull back, but you also want to have like that specific point that you want to hit on. I don't know if I've been exactly um, specific with like a certain person or a message that I like need to have on. It's kind of like, cause I mean, I can have anyone on the podcast, you know, like our concept is bridging the gap between who you are and who you want to become. Like mm. a lot of people could, could speak towards that and there will never be enough podcast platforms for people. Like there will never be enough platforms for the stories that need to be told in the world. Sure. And so there'll always be people, but um, yeah, I think I need to become more uh, persistent with, uh, my reaching out and stuff. So, yeah, dude, I mean, it's something like I, I do it, you know, strategically to, to hopefully grow the platform to get better guests on the podcast. But in reality, dude, I genuinely love the game of bringing people value. Mm. Like that's, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's the byproduct of that process is making good connections and building relationships with important influential people that can unlock new opportunities. 
But right. what my my purpose and strategy is, is, okay, I, th- I want to get in touch with this person. You know, maybe I can get in touch with them directly, or maybe I'm looking at their network and seeing who I may know that knows mm-hmm. them. And I also think, okay, well, what can I do? Is there any way that I can bring that person value? Like, I'd love to get them on the podcast, maybe do business, but is there something I can do to help that person? And even if it's small, like it doesn't have to be like, you know, it doesn't have to change their life. I mean, yeah. if it does, that's great. But even if, can I do something small with my resources, my energy, with my network to bring them value? And when you start to think in that way of like, how can I serve first? things just become way more easy and it just becomes more natural. And it, it seems just way more genuine when you're, when you're reaching out versus, Hey, can you do something for me? Hey, actually, right. I'd like to provide you this value. I'd also love if you'd come speak on the podcast, share your, share your story. And we'd love to use it to help a lot of people. And so I think it's really how you position it. And also, mm-hmm. you know, what your ask is when you're, when you're doing the outreach. Right. What kind of, like, what kind of value do you bring these, like these people? Cause I know, I mean, everybody nowadays, has a podcast or is a podcast host, how do you bring value to, to your people when say all you have is a platform or something like that? Sure. It it's honestly, you know, I can give you some, I can try to give you some examples. It's, it's pretty case by case, depending on who the person is with the context of kind of what they are about, mm-hmm. you know, some ways that I've brought value in the past have been, you know, connecting them with strategic brand deals or, or different people that want to work with that are in my network connecting mm-hmm. with other influencers or people I, you know, may know that would love to build a relationship with them. Just being like a connector, you know, someone that wants to bring people together to, to do good things and to, and to make everybody win. And that's what I love about the world of connecting and, and just networking is that when done the right way, everybody can advance, everybody can win and, and grow. It doesn't have to be a deal where, Oh, one person's getting the, the short end of the stick. Like, mm-hmm if there was someone in my network that I knew you really want to meet and, and that person also could benefit from knowing you and, and some of the things you're up to. And I make that connection. Now you think highly of me because I helped you get, you know, in touch with this person, vice versa. Right. And so it, it can be a cool thing where everybody grows together and we all help mm. each other win and affect more lives. And so that's kind of the, the process I go through is kind of how can I do those things um, in short. And obviously there's some, there's some exceptions and cases where I try to do, a little bit more, but that's kind of the, the general framework of, of the process. Mm, I love that. Be a connector and make everyone win. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool game, dude. Like, cause there's not a lot of places in life where everyone can benefit from one transaction. You know, a lot of times it's give and take, but I think s- certain ways, and, and there, there are probably ways where you could connect people where it's not exactly even or, or beneficial, but there are a lot of ways where you can uh, bring mm-hmm. value to both people by, by, introducing them and it doesn't have to be super in depth it can just be like hey i want you to meet this person i think you guys could do some cool stuff together i think that you know y'all would be both be positive people in each other's lives and, and that sort of thing so it's fun man it's a lot of fun and i just love people dude i just love building relationships and, and trying to help um where i can i can't do a lot but I, I love to help where i can right and i i totally feel you like i love people i love connecting with people a big part of like having the podcast is when I was younger, um, me, my dad, and my brother, we used to go to a restaurant every Sunday, like after church to watch football. And, uh, I used to walk up to random tables and ask them like who they were cheering for and why, like, I always like wanted to know like what people were interested in and like, why, like, why was my big question. And, uh, I allowed myself space and time for reflection. And I'm like, hold on like the podcast, I'm just doing what I did as a kid <laughs> that I enjoyed, you know? Yeah. 
So I think that, uh, like, I totally feel you on the level of like, I love people. I love connecting with people and, uh, making everyone win is like, it, it reminds me of that concept. Like Gary V says, you can build the tallest tower by building everybody up with you or by tearing everybody else down. So it's like build the tallest tower with all, all the people around you as well. That's good. And you do just, just a compliment you, bro. Like you've got a great air about you. You've got a great positivity and people genuinely seek that, whether they want to consciously embrace that and admit that or not, like people seek and want to be around people that are giving energy. It's, it's just like how we were created, I believe. So like the more energy you can give, the more positive you can be, the more helpful you can be in that way. Like you can really make a big impact even beyond the people that initially just publicly tell you, you know, a lot mm. of times you can make an impact on someone where you never even know, but you touch their life and, and hopefully that impacted someone else and it just kind of carries on, but keep doing mm. what you're doing, bro. Cause you're, you're fun to be around. I appreciate that. And uh, I totally feel that like, even at the Arnold, like connecting with people, you can, <laughs> you can tell like positive energy attracts positive energy, no matter like where you are, what you're doing. Like if you're positive and like you have the, like the good vibes, if you want to say it, like people will find you, like you just got to put yourself out there. So hundred percent. And that's a cool, you know, kind of circling back to, you know, talking about my inner circle and the people I surround myself with, like, dude, I don't, I don't, I'm not around anybody that's negative. Like I just don't mm. have time for it. I don't choose to do that. Like if someone, if one of my friends is going through a tough time and maybe they're a little down, like that's different. Like we'll, we'll work through that and help. But for sure. if you're consistently negative, like, dude, I just, I pray for you. I'd love to help you, but you're not going to be one of the guys or girls that are in my circle, uh, you know, helping me advance and grow as a person. Like we just can't have that energy. And so, yeah, it's, it's important, dude. Positivity is underrated too. I think, I think it really impacts a lot of what you do mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, like every, every aspect of your life can be affected by, you know, your, your energy. So it, it's important to be conscious of it. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I want to be conscientious of your time. We always ask, uh, this question and usually, so usually my brother and I do the podcast, but he actually opened up his own gym in Bowling Green. So he's like, he kind of gave me the green light this past year. Like, I'm not going to be like, my time schedule is like crazy. But um, we always ask this question of, if you could text yourself five years in the past, what would you say and why? And then if you could text five years in the future, Doug, what would you say and why? And also, there's another one of those questions, like, take a few beats, like, you don't have to rush into it. Yeah, that's, this is a good question, dude. Uh, there, there's a couple things. I mean, you know, if I had to text myself in the past is something that maybe uh, essentially what you're asking is like something I wish I'd have known five years ago. Um, it's to, to bet on yourself, believe in what you're capable of and, and genuinely want to help people and never lose sight of that. I think that's something that as you grow, as you try to, you know, advance, as you try to do like there's, there can become a lot of distractions. A lot of things can get kind of fog up, fogging up the way. Um, but I would say truly be confident in who you are and your ability to, to make an impact. Don't think because, you know, you social media, for example, don't think because you don't have a hundred thousand followers or a million followers that you can't make a difference. That is just not the case. Like if you truly believe in your heart that you're called to serve and make an impact, go figure out how to do it and bet on yourself and be confident in your ability um, and so that's what I would say for my, you know, myself five years ago is just to double down on, on that and just to continue to find ways to help 
uh, one person at a time. It doesn't have to be a million, like have a genuine heart posture to serve. And it's not about the numbers. It's about, you know, what you're putting out. And so that's that. And then in terms of what I would tell my future self, um, I, I think the key would be to be patient. Like we kind of touched on this earlier, but it's something I think, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, I love podcasts. Like I've got my own, I love, you know, doing podcasts with other people like you. And then I love listening to them. Um, and I heard Jesse Itzler actually last night, I was watching, you know, an interview that he was doing. He's like, dude, I look around at the successful people that I know and that I've been around and, and a big characteristic that they have is patience. Mm. And it's so cool. You look at someone that's really successful. Let's just take Jesse Itzler, for example. He's, he's in his fifties. He's a billionaire. You know, he and Sarah Blakely are billionaires. They, they've made a lot of money. They've, they've made a big impact. They've helped so many people. But what people don't see, they see that, right? They see all their accomplishments, they see their resume, they see where they are right now in this moment in life. They don't see every single day that mm. took, that they had to take to get to that point. They don't see those things. You just don't, it's not, you can't, it's hard to see the whole timeline of someone's life, especially when they've had enormous success. And I think that's the key of not losing that mindset. It's like, mm. I'm going to get a little bit better today. I'm going to be consistently good and not occasionally great. And that's from another podcast. I'm not trying to drop too many quotes here, but that's, that's the key is like, just be consistently good, get a little bit better every day and trust the process. Even though it sounds cliche, like it really works. Like just get a little bit better today, but do the same thing tomorrow. And then the next day, and then the next day, and then you'll look back in five years when I'm texting myself this, like in your question, I'll be like, man, those little victories every single day added up. And now I'm in such a different place because of all of that work, not just one day in that five-year span. It was every single day had an impact on where I am now. So that's, that's what I would say. I love that. What would you say to five-year future, Doug? Uh, that's, that's what I would say to the Oh, future you'd say Doug. future Doug too? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I would say is just keep, keep, keep being consistent. Like just trust that every single, you know, action, every single put, you know, resource and energy that you're putting in today is going to impact the future and, and hopefully get you to where you, you want to go and, and how mm. you want to help. So that's the key, dude. I think that's, that's really what it's all about is believing in yourself, having genuineness about your, your passion and, and wanting to do what you are called to do. And then not getting discouraged by, not being an overnight success, but just really diving in and enjoying the process and learning from it. Like, it's not all about the outcome. Like there's so much to learn during that moment. And again, I think that's where gratitude can come back into play. For sure. And, uh, I love, I love just asking this question. Cause I know like five years from now, when you like, we have this like footage or whatever, even I've answered this question too, but, um, to be able to look back on it and I have all this, you know, we have all this footage and you can see what you were thinking at that time. And then to look back and be like, man, like the blessed, like the opportunity that I thought five years ago, like God has taken me like 10 times past that, you know? And I think it's, it's always good to like send yourself messages in the future. Cause it's hard to remember what you were thinking at certain times. So. I love that. It's true, dude. And I, I think, yeah, for me, it's really just about not losing sight of doing it for the right reason and wanting to help people before anything else, whether there's sure. more, more eyes, bigger platform, more money, whatever the case may be. Like I don't ever lose sight of the foundational element and the piece that's been driving me every single day. And that's to ultimately glorify God first and then to help mm. as many people as I can during my life. Um, 
whether it be one person at a time or, or a million people at a time, like it's just about making an impact and finding fulfillment in that way. I love it. And uh, I completely feel you with that. Um, I know that money will never be something that, that like clouds me towards like the fulfillment aspect of what I get from connecting with other people. And like, when you say like just helping one person, like that's something I've been trying to live by these past three years while having this podcast. Cause like, yes. it doesn't matter the views. It doesn't matter. Like, and in the most, like, I don't even know how to say this in a humble way, but like, I've had someone like reach out to me and like a year later or something be like, yo, I saw one of your videos at this time in my life. And like, I needed that. It's amazing. And what they like, what they don't understand is that, that like changes everything for me. It's because yep. I don't have that confidence where some days I'm like, man, I don't want to post this or should I post this, you know, but just understanding that you're when you're like your true authentic self and sharing that people relate and need that so much. And that's ultimately like the fulfillment that I want in my life and it'll impact people. Dude, that's so good. I love that. And, and keep doing what you're doing, dude. Cause at the end of the day, that's, that's so amazing. I, I literally can resonate so much with that. When we started our platform, like there's always going to be hate. There's always going to be negativity. That's just the world mm -hmm. we live in. Some people right. make fun of you. A lot of it comes from insecurity. A lot of it comes from people that are really struggling and need the help the most, but they're just, they're scared to embrace it and face it and be, you know, lose the ego. But those, those messages you get, those people that reach out and say, look, what you're doing matters, makes an impact. It literally like, it just lights another level of a fuse where it's like, I'm never stopping. Mm -hmm. No one will ever like, no one will ever stop me from doing what I was called to do from God. And that's to make an impact. That's to help people. Like it just, it just, it amplifies every feeling and emotion that you could potentially have. And it's like the most fulfilling feeling in the world, knowing that you mm -hmm. made an impact on somebody else, not you, not something you're doing, but literally you've made an impact. You've helped someone else's life be better mm. by something you've done. And so, dude, it's so good. It's such a good feeling. And keep doing it because you're going to help so many more people with that mindset. They're not going to stop us, Doug. They're not. There's no way, dude. <laughs> There's no way. No way. So uh, I just want to take this moment. I, I appreciate you coming on and like being vulnerable, sharing your truth. and. Uh, I just want to take this moment to also honor you. You know, it's easy to talk the talk, but to truly walk the walk with what you're doing is something that not a lot of people do. And especially in this social media age, you know, you could see someone's page, but like, you don't know if they're actually putting in the work and stuff. So I appreciate you keep doing your, your thing, your work. And uh, if you could leave the world, the audience, whatever, with just one last final message, uh, what would you say? That's easy, baby. Keep ambition in mind. That's mm. <laughs> easy, man. No, thank you, bro. Seriously, I appreciate you. This has been a blast. I I love meeting and, and talking and, and just working and building relationships with amazing people like you, bro. So I'm always here if I can do anything for you and, and what you're working on, bro. And stay encouraged, dude. Like, don't let anything stop you. If you have a heart to serve and, and make an impact and, and change lives, dude, go do that, dude. And don't mm. ever look back. I appreciate that. Keep ambition in mind. Um, if you made it this far in the podcast, I appreciate you and love you. Um, and yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. All love.